Just under two years ago, I interviewed Alan Crombie for the Linton Lane podcast. At the time, he and his team had just got underway with an ambitious four-year project to showcase 50 of the most well-known and often not-so-well-known aspects of Kirkcaldy's past. They've been doing this on a monthly basis and in July reached the halfway mark where they featured the little-known yet extraordinarily large pageant of Keir Caledon. I'm speaking today again with Alan for a catch-up on how the last two years have gone and how they have found undertaking such a large project. My name is Michael McLaren and this is Down the Lane With. Hi Alan and thanks for coming along today. Pleasure. Delighted to be asked. Can you remind us what Kirkcaldian 50 Objects is and how it came about? 50 was chosen because in 2024 Kirkcaldian Civic Society will be 50 years old. It reaches its golden jubilee. And what we want to do is find a novel way of recognising that. And it was in fact Alan Westwater who came up with the idea of 50 objects, it's a 50th birthday, and by coincidence, we have 50 months till the anniversary date. So as long as we're able to do one story per month, the 50th should coincide with the actual anniversary. It's an attempt to recognise things that are synonymous with Kirkcaldy, people, places, objects, and just really to tell the history of Kirkcaldy, but also researching and exploring, because there's no purpose served by simply rehashing what's already out there. So we set about trying to take a new slant, a new angle, and find new information. And we're now at the halfway stage, so, so far, so good. Has the project been managing to find an audience? Oh yes, it galvanises you. We regularly see five to 600 hits on the site every month. We've got a Facebook page, we do get comments, possibly we could do with more, but it's not a photograph-based website, it is about the written word, and therefore it takes more to read than take it in, and some of the stories are fairly lengthy, because the story is the story. But it's got an audience, we are getting known out there, we've been featured in History Scotland, we regularly speak it to clubs, societies, and groups about the project, And there is genuine interest. And when I mention my name, or if somebody asks me my name, people will now say, are you the chap that does Kirkcaldian 50 objects? But I must stress, it is not about me and me alone. It's a team of three, which is not big, but the benefit is that you don't have arguments. It can only be two against one or unanimous, and it's normally unanimous. And we all have different skill sets, and uh, it works although we do use guest writers from time to time, so it's perhaps a wee bit of an exaggeration to say it's only three of us. But uh, so far, so good. How have you found the task of coming up with and researching a new object every month? We got a good start thanks to a bad cause, COVID. When we started out, COVID was rife, things were closed, you couldn't go anywhere, and I spent a fair bit of time. I do tend to be the lead researcher and the lead author. And it allowed me to get a stock of stories ready and available. And that really did give a bit of breathing space. It's one of the problems I have now, is that as every object comes up, you've only got really two to three weeks to research and write it, because we also, as you know, embed photographs in it. So we don't really have a a stock in hand, which I would dearly love to have. Therefore, we try and use guest writers to give us a little bit more time 
But the better we're getting at producing the stories, the more goes into them, and therefore time seems to vanish. But the great thing about this is, as we've gone along, in fact, the last two stories have been remarkable, in that when the project started, we knew nothing of them. Research just occasionally brings up something we didn't know about. And the last two have almost demanded to be included because they've gone under the radar. They are part of Krakori's history, but they're forgotten and they're neglected. So therefore, the 50 objects are not just what everybody knows. We're trying to encompass the lesser well-known along with those which would obviously be included in anybody's list of 50. Can you tell us about the halfway object? I believe this was one that your group were unaware of until recently. Yes, that was a major surprise. It's a story called Kier Caledon. It's Gaelic and it's all about a pageant which was held in Kirkcaldy in 1911. The pageant was to celebrate the centenary of St Peter's Episcopal Church and at the same time they incorporated a bazaar to raise money to pay off the debt on a new organ they had, had installed a couple of years before. Now, we came upon just references to it in the story of Pet Marjorie. It mentioned this pageant and it became apparent that this was a celebration of the history of Kirkcaldy in 10 little scenes going from 500 AD until the late 19th century. It encapsulated everybody that was anybody in Kirkcaldy over our history from Cromwell, Spartan things, to Adam Smith, the Reverend Shira. It was music and songs celebrating Kirkcaldy's story. And as we went into it, it transpired there had only ever been three performances in June and July 1911. And it was forgotten about. And what we discovered was the pageant book, which was written by Lachlan McBean, a very famous Gaelic speaker and town historian, because for many years he was the editor of the Fisher Advertiser. And he wrote the libretto for this, and it is still in book form. And therefore it is possible that perhaps one day in the future, in part or in whole, this pageant telling Kakodi's story may, just maybe, will be repeated. And I've got an eye on trying to do this in 2024 as a celebration of this 50th birthday. It would require immense participation from all around the town because over 500 people took part. It was held in what is now Ravenscraig Park and believe me, the great and the good of the town and the county were in evidence there. The Oswald family, Ferguson's Wraith, Weems of Weems Castle, they were there and the story is well worth repeating. Now that's an example of when we sat down with a list of 50 to start off, never heard of it. Therefore, delighted it's something new and something people don't know about, but they do now with the reader's stories. Could you tell me about the guest writers, who you've had and what they've covered? We've been very, very, very fortunate with guest writers. They have been immense for us. It gives us two things. One that gives us a way of reading it. It's a different voice. It's written in a different manner and a different style to what I normally do. And we've had a range so far. We've had... Michael Portillo speak about his grandfather, John Blythe, without whom the Kirkcaldy Art Gallery would be much the poorer. We've had John Litster, the Wraith historian, has written on the club. We've had a very interesting story of John Barry, of John Barry Oster and Shepherd, who 
where we discovered that despite being an MP and despite being a pillar of the community, the man actually had two families, one here and one in London that nobody knew about. And that was given to us by a guest writer and that was startling. Nobody knew what had happened to John Barry's first wife. She vanished in 1876 and it was only really now that that story has been uncovered and we know what happened to Mary Dwyer or Mary Barry. We've also had consistent performances in architecture and architects of Kirkcaldy from Tom Reed, who writes very authoritatively on Kirkcaldy's architecture. It's in a blog form, but it's well worth it. We've also used David Potter, the excellent local historian, and he has covered two stories for us, one being the first Labour MP in Kirkcaldy, Tom Kennedy, and his second one covered sport with his history of Kirkcaldy Cricket Club. So we've had people helping us. It buys us time and it gives us another voice. Could you tell me about the music which has been commissioned for some of these objects? Again, what a good friend. We've got so many good friends who are willing to help. And Richard Michael, who is the organist at Abbots Hall Church, but he also appears on the radio. Very, very good jazz musician. In fact, he's a good all-round musician. And we asked if you could just do from time to time little bits of music that we can put into the audio. I do a little audio for those who have sight problems. It's not in-depth at all, but it does give an outline for those who have issues with their vision. And Richard has put a little bit of background music on and it just adds to it. We used his rendering of Jordi Monroe for many of our stories and it just adds a little bit of colour and a little bit of class and quality to it. So Richard, we really appreciate his work. It's first class and adds to the overall offering as we think. Well, thank you, Alan, and the best of luck for the rest of your project. Brilliant, and we will carry on. (laughs) Thank you. If you would like to know more about Kirkcaldian 50 Objects, the Facebook and website links can be found on the Linton Lane website. Down the Lane With was presented by Michael McLaren. It was created by Marion McPherson and Michael McLaren and was a Jacket Pocket Media production for the Linton Lane Centre.